For the past couple of months, we've been inundated with positive news about ChatGPT, MidJourney, and other AI software that can make our lives and businesses better and easier. But I rarely see much about the dangers of AI-generated content. So that's what we're going to chat about today. Why I personally don't use AI-generated content and the general dangers I see in using AI-generated content. Welcome back to Podcast Launchpad. I'm Kelly. Let me preface this episode by saying that I've tested out these two pieces of software and a couple of others that generate text for you. I am by no means an expert at using them, and I did not get into the full nuances of them. I understand the point of them. I had someone mansplain chat GPT to me recently. I mean, really? <laughs> While I have found some chatter online about the dangers of these pieces of software, I am sad that there isn't more being shown in the popular media about the dangers. I see more people jumping on board and extolling the virtues of AI-generated content. I understand that most people hate writing. I understand that writing is a skill that has to be learned, practiced, and honed. And that is something that most people either don't have the time to do or don't want to do. Writing can be frustrating. And people are self-critical. They compare their writing to other people's and fall into not good enough thinking. I really get it. So why not turn to chat GPT to generate copy that's, quote, good, fast, and easy? Some bloggers are using AI to create entire blog posts for them. They may use the copy verbatim or tweak it to fit their own voices. Some podcasters are using AI to generate entire episodes, either verbatim or tweaking them for their own voices. Some podcasters are using AI to write their show notes. And some podcasters have even recorded episodes using AI voices. Some authors are writing books with AI. Some content creators are generating lists and social media content with AI. Some artists are generating images slash art with AI, and the list goes on. So why am I still spending up to an hour to write my podcast episodes, my newsletter, and a recent blog post from scratch with my own words in my own voice when AI could massively cut down that time? First and foremost, I am precious about my words and my voice. There is so little original thought for most people. What each and every one of us has that is truly original are how we put our words together and the voice we give to our words. You can find other posts and articles and episodes about why someone isn't using ChatGPT or why we in general shouldn't use ChatGPT, but they aren't my words or my voice. I even asked ChatGPT, why don't I use ChatGPT? 
So I shared a screenshot in a blog post. I just wrote about this. I'll put the link in the show notes. None of the reasons it gives are my reasons for not using it. The reasons it gives are all based on the presumption that I am using some form of AI to generate content. ChatGPT is not imagining or is incapable of imagining that I'm not using any AI at all to generate content. So maybe it does fall under the limited functionality category that or answer that it gave me. So yeah, limited functionality is that it's not human. I could come up with myriad reasons not to use AI-generated content by chatting with other people about the dangers of AI. ChatGPT, no help at all in that respect. So let me pause here again to say that I am not anti-AI. I love Siri. I love my car's AI that tells me when I need to brake or when I'm veering outside of the lines. I love Adobe Photoshop's remove background feature. Oh my gosh, I remember clearly the days not too long ago when I had to manually outline the image that I wanted to preserve, then delete or erase what I wanted to get rid of. I have a tremor. Outlining precisely in one go was extremely difficult for me. Actually, it was pretty much impossible to be totally precise. So thank you, Adobe AI. Let's look at the legal implications. <laughs> Let's look at the legal, legal implications of using AI-generated content. ChatGPT has said itself that it has been known to spit out copyrighted material. So if the user posts that content verbatim, so if the user takes what ChatGPT spits out and posts it as a blog post, for example, or prints it in a book, they will be violating someone else's copyright without knowing it. Now, does ignorance protect you in copyright infringement cases? Not a lawyer, but my understanding is that ignorance does not protect you. You can run copy through plagiarism detecting software. Some professors and teachers use such software to test students' work. But how many content creators are doing that? How many are even aware of that software? How many people realize that ChatGPT is sometimes often, I don't know, spitting out copyrighted work. You see, ChatGPT, MidJourney, and other AI are based on pre-existing works. They had to be fed data, pre-existing data, in order to work. They don't create from a vacuum. They are derivative. Now, what most people create is derivative. Of course, we've been growing up with data our whole lives. We create with ideas that we've gotten from other people's writing or artwork or whatever. But when we use AI to generate content for us, for some reason, we expect that what we're getting is original. We expect 
that ChatGPT is putting together its words originally, I guess from a vacuum. False. We're getting works that are based on other people's writing or images from Midjourney or you know, in ChatGPT's case, they're possibly direct quotes. And in Midjourney's case, they're possibly copies of other people's images. Is that what you want? I know of some people who have published children's books written entirely by ChatGPT with images created entirely by Midjourney. I don't know how much tweaking they did to the copy or to the images, if any. What if it turns out that some of the copy is copyrighted and some of the images belong to someone else? They can be sued and they could lose. There is also the question of who owns the intellectual property of AI-generated words and images. Lawyers and legal scholars have been thinking and writing about this, and even ChatGPT has weighed in on this. The answer is unclear, as a case has not yet been brought to court. There is a chance that the AI software or the makers of the software own the content that the software generates. In other words, the user, you, might not own what the user, you, ask the AI to generate. So those children's books that the author created, published, copyrighted, yeah, the owners of ChatGPT and Midjourney may actually own the copyright to his books. It's just not known yet. Then, of course, there's the issues, the issue of humans being displaced by AI. Now, I know this has been an issue since the Industrial Revolution, but it's happened and it continues to happen. Automation displaces human workers. How many humans do you see working at your grocery store ever since self-checkout aisles took over? Very few. <laughs> We thought that service providers would never, ever be displaced, right? Now look, now writers and artists are being devalued and losing jobs. Why would you hire a writer when you can use ChatGPT for free, for now at least? Why would you buy a work of art from an artist when you can generate something from mid-journey on your own, print it, and get it framed? I know why I would and why I do. I want the human spirit in art that I create and that I buy. I'm a professional artist on the side, not digital, physical. I create art on canvas, mostly in acrylic. Most recently, I've been putting newspaper or newsprint on canvas so that it folds and wrinkles to give the canvas this texture, and then I paint on top of the paper. Midjourney can't do that yet. One day, I imagine that Midjourney or another art-based AI software will be hooked up to a 3D printer and create something like I create, or at least create something with texture. Then physical 
visual artists will start to be displaced too. There will always be people who prefer human-generated writing and art. But here is a huge issue. When children start out by using AI-generated content, writing and art, how will they develop the skills to become skilled writers and artists? Fewer and fewer people will become real writers and artists when they don't have the opportunity to develop those skills. I know I sound judgmental in using that word real there, real writers and real artists. Yes, I do consider digital artists real artists, but I don't right now consider someone a real artist who is telling mid-journey to what to spit out for them. To me, that's like telling another person what to create and having that person do the creating. Who's the real artist in that case, the teller or the doer? It's the doer, right? I know, I know. What about architects? Some architects have staff who create the full schematics for the sketch that the main architect drafts for them. Who's the real architect in that case? To me, it's the one who created the draft. Yes, I do see that as different. To me, it's the same thing in fashion design. It's the one who drafted this, the design, and then other people go off and, and sew it. But in painting, the one who sketched out a lady on a sofa is not the artist of the painting when someone else painted the final work, creating the nuances of light and shadow, of movement, of line and form. And in writing, yes, I know there are authors who get credit for books that were written by a ghostwriter. And we readers never know that a ghostwriter was involved. That happens with some paintings too, and we just don't know it. If the writer or painter feels ethical in doing that, fine. I really am trying not to be judgmental. I know I've read books by ghostwriters, and I've admired works of art, paintings, that weren't actually painted by the artist whose name is etched in it or painted on at the bottom. The ideas are those of the author listed on the cover, and the painting was directed by the painter getting credit. Great. It's the ideas that I'm seeking in that book. I'm still admiring the painting done by the unknown secret artist. <laughs> For me, like I said before, I am precious about both my words and my voice. I don't want to be displaced by AI. I don't want to accidentally infringe on someone else's copyright. I want to own the copyright of what I create. I want children to have the opportunity to develop their writing and artistic skills. Otherwise, how will they truly know if they might one day love writing or love creating art? <sighs> I'd love to read your thoughts if you want to share them on this episode's post on my website. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time on Podcast Launchpad.